What's up, fellow freaks? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom, 10 minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way, please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. How Willem Dafoe Protects Himself from Himself. This past weekend, I went out to Denver, Colorado to see a friend. We went on a couple hikes, one which was pretty strenuous. I was proud of myself that although the altitude almost got to me a few times, I never needed to stop to catch my breath. My friend stopped a few times to wait up for me as my pace was slower but I never did. If I did stop, I would have been okay. I wouldn't have beaten myself up about it. I'm telling you I didn't stop because I felt like bragging a bit, (laughs) and I'm really proud of that. In the times I almost did stop, I looked down and put one foot in front of the other. Right, left. Right, left. I had no amount of steps in mind for how long I'd continue, but the uncertainty kept me going. Maybe we had 0.5 miles to the top. Maybe it was five. I didn't know. Maybe knowing would have given me an excuse not to take that next step. I kept my head down on the tough parts, one foot in front of the other, and brought my head up on the easier parts to take in the view. Eventually, the view turned into the top of the trail, which was a lake between a couple of bare ridges with five other people and a few dogs one of them my friend's dogs. This was one of the most beautiful sights I had seen. I tried to be as present as possible, feeling the coldness of the wind, the hardness of the ground, and hearing a level of silence not possible to achieve in Brooklyn, New York. Once I got back home to Brooklyn, I thought about two things. Number one is what a small slice of the planet and what a small slice of the universe is concerned with the same things that I'm concerned about. And it's easy to think that everybody shares your concerns and deals with your problems and and worries about the same shit that you worry about. And in a place like New York, a lot of that is true. I'm looking out my window right now towards the New York City skyline. And even though the city is more dead than usual with the pandemic going on, the the hustle aspect is still alive. The I have to, you know, work a hundred hours a week to make more money than the person next to me, and I am equal to my status in the city. And that is Part part of that is exciting to me. That's why I love living around Brooklyn. I have, you know, that inner bougie quality to me where I like making money and I like spending money. And, and that is something that is a part of me. And that's also something that I need to actively disconnect from because things like podcasting, status, clothes, money, 
it's such a small portion of the population and, and it's such a small space in the, the planet and the, the universe that I can't even begin to comprehend. When I'm, when I'm in my same routine, when I'm in the same environment every day, it's easy to forget that there are so many other things and concerns and problems and worries and exciting things and terrible things and great things and awful things that happen in life to other people people, bad people doing bad things, other people, good things, doing good things, natural disasters, things like that. Just like the shit that happens outside of your world. I thought a lot about that. And that moment when I was up top on this ridge after whatever it was, four miles up a couple thousand feet and then four miles on the way back, we stopped for about 30, 45 minutes to be present and take that in and being somewhere where there is silence and somewhere where you're not around the buildings and somewhere where you're not around even other people. There were, you know, four or five people at the top of this big lake. And for a large portion of that break, we were by ourselves. It wasn't, was not a super crowded day. And I started to think about once I got home, why, like how connected I am to the things that I worry about on a, on a daily basis and the problems that I want to worry about. I choose to worry about these sort of things. It's also good to realize that you are not these things, that there's so much more out there and being in nature puts you in touch with that in a way that I don't think it's possible to feel fully when you're still in the city. Yes, there are still places like Prospect Park and Central Park that I love to go walk around and visit. And it gives you a taste of that silence and nature, but it's not real silence and nature. It's not really disconnected. It's a small part of that that allows me to escape on a daily basis. But after a trip like this out to Denver, you know, driving a few hours outside the city to go hiking, it rattles you in a way that I that for me is good. It it makes me realize that as bad as my problems seem or, or, you know, as good as everything seems in my life, that it's not permanent and it's not shared by everyone for better or worse. So, and the second thing I thought about is an interview with Willem Dafoe, which you're probably wondering why I named the episode, how Willem Dafoe protects himself from himself. The reason is this, I read an interview from Time Magazine written by Stephanie Zacharek, Z-A-C-H-A-R-E-K. And there is a part of the interview that I thought about after my trip to Denver once I got back. And that part of the interview reads, So much of what we do, Defoe says, is predicated on an idea of ourselves that we're trying to protect. And when you're an actor... You have a public face as well. If he's serious about being an actor, he seems even more serious about just being a person, which is perhaps why he has a particular fondness for just walking around New York. And Stephanie Zachary wrote that about Willem Dafoe. I want to go back to the first part of that, which is so much of what we do, Dafoe says, is predicated on an idea of ourselves that we're trying to protect. And... We all have that idea of ourselves. I have an idea of myself as a podcaster. What does a podcaster do? What does a podcaster look like? What are, you know, 
what is something that a podcaster should do? What is something that a podcaster shouldn't do? And we often mold our lives to that idea. We, we try to fit what we do to make sense within that identity. I think what going out in nature does is it shakes up that identity. And when I come back from nature, when I come back from a trip like that, where, you know, 70% of my time is spent walking around or hiking or being away from technology, being away from things is that more important things make sense to me. And I, and I want, I, I, I want more of those things to be part of my identity, like doing exciting things, whether whether or not it fits into the podcast or mold, spending time with my family, spending time with my close friends, developing myself into someone who can one day be a good partner for someone. The, the more important things make more sense to me and the bullshit makes less sense to me. And I still have bullshit that I deal with and that I make for myself. I'm, that's always going to be... Uh, something that I and everyone else deals with that, you know, we're all going to have bullshit in our lives. And some of that is from our own doing. When I come back, though, I feel less tied to my identity. And I'm more willing to part with some of the bullshit that either it's coming from other people or ideas, or it's something that I've created for myself. And I, I think going out in nature shakes up that identity and allows us to be less beholden to it, that, that I'm less likely to live my life inside an idea that I've set for myself, Wh- whatever it is. You may be an accountant, a lawyer, a uh, marketing director, you know, who who knows? There are hundreds of different, thousands of different of, uh, people that listen to this podcast and, you know, thousands of different jobs and identities come along with that. I think that it's important to remember that our identity is made up of what we do and not how we see ourselves or how other people see us. So you may be an accountant and you also may be a writer or you may be thinking about writing as an accountant and you tell yourself that writing is not something an accountant do. I can't, I can't be an accountant or, and an author or I can't be an accountant and a snowboarder. I can't be an accountant and a podcaster, you know, and other people may look at you and say, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're spending your time outside the office writing a book or you're spending your time, you know, recording a podcast, whatever it is. If something is exciting to you, you should try it at least. You don't have to make it a permanent part of you, but you should at least attempt to do it. And you're going to be shitty at it at the beginning, as was I with podcasting, as was I with everything that I do, as with, as is everyone with most things that people do. You're going to be shitty at it at the beginning. And as long as you do it on a consistent basis, you are multiple things. Your identity is not rooted in one thing. If you write every day and you go into the office every day as an accountant, you are an accountant and a writer. If you snowboard three times a month, you are a snowboarder. If you, you know, you teach yourself, uh, how to cook and you or you take cooking classes and you start cooking for other people and maybe people pay you for the things that you cook six months down the road you're a chef and maybe that's not your what you thought would be your identity but it's how you're spending your time and and i think what i'm what i want to come back to is that 
being out in nature gives me more strength to go against the identity that I've set for myself, that I'm a podcaster and I need to do this. This is how I should act. This is how other people expect me to act. This is what other people expect me to say. You know, right now I am a podcasting, snowboarding, Muay Thai practicing, marketing, directing, mediocre singer on GarageBand. And I do all of those things on a consistent or semi-consistent basis. And many of those things I would never have thought would be part of my quote unquote identity. And now they are because my identity is what I do and not what other people think I should do or think how I th- how they think I should act. And so my challenge to you is to, to remember those, to, those two points, to, to remember that there's only a small slice of, of people and a small slice of this space on this gigantic fucking planet that shares your concerns and, and cares about the same things that you care about on a daily basis. And to remember that other, you know, it's a big fucking world out there for better or worse. And, and that sense of, I, I feel disconnected from the bullshit and more connected to the things that matter. And then also to remember that quote from Willem Dafoe, that so much of what we do is predicated on an idea of ourselves that we're trying to protect. The times when I'm so wrapped up in my routine, when I'm locked into doing the same things every day, when I think my ideas are so right and, you know, I need to do this because this is who I am and who I will become and there's no way I could take a break right now. Those are often the times where I need to take a break the most, go for a walk outside, leave for a weekend get away. The times we feel like we absolutely can't, there's no way I can do this are probably when we need to. And so my challenge is to think about what you're tied to. Is it important stuff? Is it bullshit? Is it a bit of both? That's definitely what it is for me. I like to think that the bullshit is becoming less and less and the important stuff is becoming more and more. And that's part of maturity. I think a cheat code is to put yourself out in nature and really get away and you will shake up your identity. And coming back from that trip, I certainly feel like I'm questioning the things I'm doing more in a good way and seeing how I've been putting myself inside a cage of what I think I should do or what other people think I should do or act or say instead of doing what excites me. And so that is my challenge to you and as always a continuing challenge to myself.